talk to you about inflation and we're going to focus mostly on energy costs are made up of energy labor raw materials and food and then there's some physical I don't say that word right and monetary policy that uh, affects inflation but today we're just gonna focus on energy We'll start off with a little story. Let's say you decide your car just isn't cutting it. It's too small for you. It burns too much gas. It smokes out the back. Got new kids in your family, grandkids, whatever. You want a new car. Your family only has one car. So you say, well, got to get rid of this car and get a new car. So you advertise your car. Somebody comes along, thinks it's wonderful, gives you the money you want, and poof, your car is gone. Now you say, I got to go shopping for a car. And it dawns on you that maybe should get a new car or at least do the shopping for a new car before you sell your old car because there's a lot of places selling cars individuals you want to get a good deal you need to be mobile well that's what we've done with energy energy is a fundamental cost I'm a metallurgical engineer and pyrometallurgy is one of the things I know about. Energy that you pick for a pyrometallurgical plant like a smelter or something is huge. Even a hydro plant, but most chemical plants, refineries. And even, even things that you think of as service in industries, like I'm going to go get hamburger. Well, there's all sorts of cooking going on, and if you looked at their meters spinning around, but there's also everybody driving to that you know, restaurant and people going through McDonald's drive through Just look at the number of cars going through, and they've got, you know, deep fryers on and skillets and then they got air conditioning counteracting that it, it's a big energy consumption energy consumption is a big deal 
And it's kind of the core that if you don't do the energy right and you're worrying about inflation, you're going to be in trouble. It's just you got to get energy right. Well, what we've done is we've decided that we need to get off fossil fuels. And we went and sold our fossil fuel car. And now, all of a sudden, the price for our gasoline has gone up. Why? When you made a choice about the Keystone Pipeline, Biden made a choice. What did that do? It kept low-cost energy from coming from Canada. That low-cost energy would end ended up in your gas tank. Lots of poor people would have appreciated you not selling the fossil fuel car before you got an alternative. This big push toward electric cars, how does that help the environment? It doesn't. Unless you have a power plant that's producing renewable energy. And you have to make the renewable energy power plant <clears throat> before you get before you get anywhere. Buy an electric car and connect it up to a coal power power plant. It doesn't do anything. In fact, it probably uses more. Because now, not only are you burning the coal, you're losing half of it in the transporting that energy down the electric lines and into your car. It's a lot better off just to burn it gasoline direct. Same thing with natural gas warming your home. When you instead burn coal, any fossil fuel, in a power plant, transport it down electric lines, and then heat your home, guess what? It, it puts more pollution in the air because you have to make double the energy to get it from the power plant to your house. So all that does is raise the cost of heating your home doesn't clean up the environment. You have to go back to the core of where and how the power is made. The biggest improvement we've seen over the last decade, um, and we've seen a lot since just 2014, in lowering our CO2 emissions, guess how that was done? We switched from coal to natural gas. Natural gas makes about the same amount of energy for half the CO2. It's quick, it's easy, it reduces costs for everybody. Still got to make those natural gas power plants. They don't just pop in out of the, you know, out of the blue. You don't go shut down the coal power plant until you put the gas power plant uh, online or you know that you've got enough online already. So, how much uh, coal are we still using? 30% of our power comes 
from coal in the United States. And in the rest of the world are, you know, the big countries in the world, China, still building coal plants. India, still building coal plants. Indonesia, about the same size as us, still building coal plants. I haven't checked up on Pakistan. They're the fifth largest country. I suspect they're still building coal plants. Is the world going up or down in CO2? You don't need to know any more than that. The big players are still building coal power plants. And the U.S. is still getting 30% of their power from, from coal. That's not a good direction. Cutting off the Keystone Pipeline makes things worse, not better. Raises the cost of energy. And somebody's going to fill that gap, i.e. Russia. But if it wasn't Russia, it'd be someone else. So, we have made the choice to increase the cost of energy by tightening the supply of fossil fuels before we built renewable power plants. And before, this is a real important thing, before we did the energy, before we did the engineering to see that it's all going to work together. This is a big, complicated energy system. And it all has to work together. When the sun goes down, you still want power. When the wind quits blowing, you'll find out when you do the engineering if we ever stop and let engineers instead of politicians design our system, that the U.S. maybe can get 30% of their power from um, renewables, the renewables, solar and wind. Who knows what someone else is going to invent. Now, you can increase that percentage by having energy storage, but that's expensive you have to ask yourself, is that the best use of money? You're going to do something that's more expensive. Is that going to significantly lower the CO2 in the world when China and India, Indonesia, are increasing coal production, and so is Germany for that matter, um, increasing coal production and increasing the amount of energy produced from coal. How, how is that getting you where you want to go? We're spending money not where could do the most good. In fact, if you want to do, you know, open the table up and say, you know, where's the money do the most good? It's not working it toward spending it on going green. It's doing stuff like giving nutrition to kids around the world. Vaccinations. 
of diseases for kids around the world. That means there's a lot more kids grow up. There's a genius in every crowd. There's somebody out there that could make a difference. That could be a bright, aspiring engineer or scientist. And if you want to solve the energy problem and the inflation problem caused by energy costs going up, those are the people you need. Now, maybe some artist inspires us and gets us going. So that's important, too. So, we've got the world continuing to use coal. We're all of a sudden tightening down on our supply of natural gas. We're discouraging people to not heat their homes. What does that do? In the bigger picture of the world that we just described, nothing. It just costs poor people more money to heat their home when you push them over to electric. It costs them more money to buy um, a heat pump. So the capital cost is higher, the operating cost is higher. And if you explain to me how that's helping the world, if you want to take the same amount of bucks, and if you just want to play in the energy sphere, um, you help a, build a, you know, you help Indonesia um, build some power plants. Maybe teach them how to do some fracking. I don't know if... if uh, India has uh, the right kind of uh, geography, but that's part of the, you know, the engineering and the science to figure out the most efficient way to make energy for this planet. It's not, it's an engineering problem. It's not a political problem. If you want to spend the money and your objective is to lower CO2, you don't tighten the supply of one thing without a master plan. So we we have plenty of natural gas and we could instantaneously, I mean in the instantaneously in engineering is like three years, you could switch over to natural gas power plants with minimal investment and lower our CO2 production in the United States, be way ahead of everybody else. Why? Because that's an engineering solution. Then, simultaneously, we can be doing the engineering, seeing where we can put solar power plants, wind power plants, where it makes sense. We can be ex fixing our grid, and then five years from now, we can start making a bunch of electric cars. Making them right now, it just makes people poor. It hurts the poor person. It causes inflation without doing anything. It doesn't. Our CO2 production is not going to go down by the act of making electric cars. 
because the power that runs those electric cars um, is at best, you know, 10% in places like Texas, which isn't that surprising that um, a place like Texas, those mean old Republicans, Ah, wonder why that is. Why don't we talk about the success stories of people going to renewable? Even if it happens to be on the other side of our of the fence we like. Another thing that if we want to go green without inflation... We'll put some money into R&D on the basic science of batteries, energy storage, energy generation, solar cell efficiency, uh, power management, load management. Another thing we could do that make more sense right now is making homes more thermal efficient. You know, get rid of those uh, leaky windows and poor insulation in the attic, that kind of stuff. That's money well spent. But even that has to be done with, you know, some thought and planning into it and, you know, payback. The other thing we need, which we're not, this is again political versus science and engineering. You need what they call a um, base load plant. You need a plant that you turn on and it works. And it doesn't depend on, you know, what's going on. I'm throwing the ball from my dog. For instance, you turn on a natural gas power plant, just adjust the level you want there. It's it's pretty trivial controls, assuming you've got a power grid that can take it from where the plant is to where you need it. Nuclear power. A knob doesn't go quite up and down quite as easy in a nuclear power plant, but you can at least, especially predictable things like when the solar power plants quit making power at the end of the day, you know to crank up your nuclear power plant a little bit. Even coal, coal's a good stable base load. But right now, for baseload power plants. We have natural gas, nuclear, large hydro, hydro, large hydro plants, and coal. Kind of take coal off the list for obvious reasons. So you have natural gas, Nuclear, large hydro, 
There may be a few hydro plants you have to build, but uh, I suspect getting something like that permitted and built today is not going to happen in my lifetime. Because there are trade-offs in everything you do. If you build a dam, you flood some some animal somewhere, you lose a farm, some farmer loses his livelihood. I mean, there's always trade-offs. There's no such thing as engineering without trade-offs. Engineering is looking at the trade-offs. So that brings us back to base power loads are probably natural gas and nuclear. The people that make electric batteries like Elon say, well, you just need to buy enough lithium storage batteries. Well, you might first notice that uh, China makes 76%, I think it is, of the refined lithium. That's part of the system design. Like, how are you going to get more lithium made to make all those batteries? How long is that going to take you? Are we going to change the laws that let permitting be easier? Then I'm saying making more lithium... Any significant amount that's going to change our power grid is probably eight years. Well, you can do the research yourself, but uh, if you start off today with your money full of po- your pocket full of money, or your money full of pockets, <laughs> it's more like it for me. Uh, you'll find out that. Uh, takes a long time to get a plant permitted in the U.S. A mine, especially. Uh, not in my backyard. Not in my backyard. Same thing when you start trying to put a big array of solar or wind windmills. Windmills kind of an eyesore. Especially if you're a bird that doesn't know how to navigate them. But that's all about having a master plan and the trade-offs. But all we've done is we've tightened the screw on the fossil fuel supply without going and buying or even shopping for a new car first. We've created the inflation It's associated with energy. Especially the energy that powers your car. We made the choice, and I would say that's primarily the Democrats made that choice. The Democrats have raised the price of your gasoline by making choices, and the kind of the easiest one to point at is Keystone Pipelines. 
put the clamps down on natural gas, fossil fuels in general, before we built nuclear power plants. That's going to take us a decade to build more nuclear power plants. So, so what's the plan here? We want to do stuff, and so we do political engineering that gets us nowhere, except it hurts a lot of people. It causes a lot of pain. It hurts a lot of poor people. Crappy engineering hurts poor people. Nothing more basic than the energy to get your car moved around and to heat your home and cook your food. And we're hurting poor people by making bad engineering decisions. If our goal is to lower the CO2, our current plan is not going to get us there. You have to look at the world, the whole system, the whole globe, and say, where is CO2 being made? Where is it the amount be, that's being made increasing, and where is it decreasing? We're not doing that. We're just doing political armchair, political engineering. And all we're doing is hurting people. But that's just my opinion. Opinion of a you know, pretty good engineer, I think. Too old to pat myself on the back, though. Anyway, this is... Uh, ancient Texan kind of challenging you what you think where you think you're doing good and the opinions you hold and the votes you cast is hurting poor people. Our story on lowering CO2 emissions efficiently with the money that we've got just doesn't hold water. We're spending lots of money, and the world CO2 is increasing. Anyway, this is the ancient Texan advocating for some engineering, some engineering studies, some science R&D. cars and shutting down fossil fuel. Anyway, I hope you have a good day. This is your ancient Texas.